What up, Internet? Hello, uh, guys. Welcome to this week's episode of Outrage Factory. All right. I'm uh, Dale DeRuiter. I'm Derek Bolin. All right. So, of course, we have to hit on a topic that we don't really want to talk about, but Trump sending tomahawks into Syria. And the reason we don't want to talk about it is, well, I can only speak for myself here, but I know nothing about the actual conflict in the Middle East, and I don't really want to take five years of history courses to understand who's right, who's wrong, or what's going on. All I have to say is I approve of the Tomahawk missile strikes. I would have even used bigger missiles than the Wimpy Tomahawks. Yeah, uh, there's people a lot smarter than us out there who are uh, sharing their opinions on this. I will say that if you're a fan of unilateral attacks on sovereign nations, then... You know, that'll probably come back to haunt you someday. Uh, you can't be uh, pro when the narrative is in favor of your country or your ideology and then suddenly be like, oh my God, these countries are unilaterally attacking us. Yeah. Uh, shit. That's awful. Um, yeah, it's like it, it ties back in. I will say that one thing is that this is really, uh, the Trump attack has really, again, highlighted the divisions. Uh, it's like there's there's no longer just left and right there's these um, like microcosms and, and smaller camps and these really fractured uh, fractured ideologies because you have people on the left who are like really hawkish and in favor of it and people on the left who are against it and then uh, surprisingly a large portion of Trump's supporters uh, the the alt right are like strongly opposed to this Syrian attack and Trump's actually bleeding a lot of support from uh, any any fans that he obtained through like Breitbart uh, yeah. because of this thing, which is crazy to me. The most shocking is I think Ann Coulter's turned on Donald Trump. Judging from some of her tweets on Twitter, she's criticizing the attack and saying that Christians in Syria will suffer in the long run. But uh, yeah, even what Derek said is smarter than what I know. Um, that is typical of most things we discussed, Dale. You <laughs> so may have basically we decided to, in, instead of talking about Syria and Russia and ISIS and the rebels, we're going to go to a subject we kind of know more about and has a lot of political intrigue, the NHL not going to the Olympics. Yeah, well, like all good Canadian boys, we carry uh, we care very much about hockey, uh, yeah. the, the sport of ice hockey, to our American listeners uh, this is a sport, it's kind of like soccer, I guess, but it's played on ice with and skates. it's way harder and uh, more interesting. Much more interesting. People actually <laughs> score goals in it, yes. which is cool as hell. And it's like rugby, but it's not cavemen and they wear pads. Yeah, so the NHL took the, the step this week of announcing that they would not allow their players... Uh, to take part in the 2018... Yeah, 2018 Pyeongchang... I probably pronounced that wrong. I think it's Pyeongchang. Anyways, Olympics in 2018 in China. I think it's Korea, maybe? Or is it Korea? Yeah, that would make sense because 22 Olympics are in Beijing. So basically, this just seems like, oh, the owners don't want 
to send their players because they don't want to miss two and a half weeks in February and miss miss the money. But there's but the thing is they wouldn't miss any games because the season would be put on hold and they would still have their 82 game season. So they would still get all the revenue from their arenas and such for making those games. So at first you just think, oh, this is whatever. But there's a lot of levels underneath. Like, for instance, NHL, the last Olympics, they made the IOC, the International Olympic Committee, pay for the travel and airfare of all the NHL players that went which is in the sum of around $20 million, which isn't that much if you're thinking of NHL. Wait, the IOC paid for that? Yeah. The I mean, I- that makes sense because it's not in it. Like, why would the NHL pay any money for? Yeah, Like, the exactly. IOC is uh, uh, this mega corporation that, that makes tons, tons of money off the Olympics. Yeah. And by uh, being very... Uh, litigus they they've been known to sue people pretty freely for using their logo or yeah um, that actually brings us right into it because the NHL said they wanted the IOC to pay for it and the IOC said no but then the IIHF the International Ice Hockey Federation I believe yes the governing body of hockey worldwide they they're like oh fuck it we'll pay for it we'll pay your 20 million to get the players out there because this also helps us in interest for hockey worldwide. And then it turns out the NHL still didn't want that deal because what they really want is what Derek said. They want to use, they want to be billed as a top sponsor for the Olympics and thus get use of the Olympic rings and other uh, Olympic uh, imagery to use in their marketing campaign for the NHL to help the NHL. And then... The IOC also noted that 90% of its... Re- this is a direct quote I got out of a story. It says, The IOC distributes 90% of its revenue from the development of the sport in the world and that it cannot treat a national commercial league better than non-for-profit international sports federations which are developing sport globally. Basically, what they're trying to say is if they give, say, the NHL preferential treatment then the KHL, the Russian league, what were, what's going to happen with them? And then they would get all bitter and they would immediately demand the same amount of favor from the IOC. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand any of that. Uh, I will say, <laughs> I don't know, it seems like a bunch of bullshit posturing uh, on the part of Gary Bettman. Like, I think you, you have to take what the players want into account here and i know the players i'm sure this has a lot to do with the nhl launching its own nhl sanctioned international competition the world oh, cup yeah. of hockey which they rolled out for the first time this year and i'm sure they saw a pretty decent boost in revenues from that mm-hmm. uh running that rather than allowing players to part- participate in the olympics but i know uh my favorite thing is uh, Alexander Ovechkin yeah. basically coming out and saying, uh, fuck you, Gary Bettman, I'm going <laughs> to play in these Olympics and you can hit me with a toothless fine or a suspension yeah. for it, but like, what what are you going to do? Because um, the biggest fine the NHL has right now for players is what, 10 grand or 20 grand? Uh, yeah, it's not. It's when you're making like 8 million a season, yeah. like, oh, oh, I'm going to find that in my couch cushion. <laughs> I guess <laughs> like, we could check with Marchand because he gets this routinely for yeah. his spearing and slew footing. I'm amazed that guy still plays in the league. Yeah. Like, just a garbage human. But, uh, 
Yeah, I mean, this isn't totally without precedent. I'm pretty sure prior to 92, uh, the NBA didn't allow professional players to play in the Olympics. Well, Um, the actual, the Olympics themselves, the IOC, pre-1988, deemed the Olympics as purely um, non-professional sports. So they wouldn't let any professional athletes in up until 1988. So they, yeah, they deemed it as juniors only and 1998 10 years later is actually the first year the nhl partook in the olympics one thing though was gary bettman offered the players in november he told them that he would allow them to go to these olympics if they agreed to signing to extending the current bargaining agreement by three years yeah, like that's. I think that's just Batman using this as as leverage over the players because he knows the players want to partake in this international competition. Like, yeah, it's fine to go out and win a Stanley Cup for a city that you have no history with, that you have no ties with. Like a lot of players, uh, they're they're transient, right? Like yeah. they move from team to team. You don't you you care because you're paid to, but you yeah. don't really have any loyalty. Whereas the country you were born in. Uh, yeah. It's a huge source of national pride to these players, uh, and I'm sure uh, it's it's very slimy of him. But I'm sure a lot of them would take that uh, offer in order to be able to play on the international stage. Yeah, you basically want to uh, fucking play on their heartstrings to get whatever you want from them. Yeah, uh, Gary Bettman is is a shitlord, and definitely is there a commissioner in sports who's actually liked by the the fan base? Like you look at Goodell in the NFL. Um, Goodell, the hammers good, of hell. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> who else is That's there? That's the only uh, other one I know. Yeah, David, uh, whatever from the end. But, like, is there a commissioner that is, like, adored by the, the fan base of the so. sport? No. Or they're just, like, these, they're, they're set up to kind of play the heel to... Yeah. Well, they kind of have to because anytime, anytime you have a decision that, say, the now 31 owners of NHL clubs want to do... You can't say, oh, the Canucks owner and the LA Kings owner and all these teams you actually root for want to do something you don't agree with. So you just be like, oh, that Gary Bettman guy's making us do this. What a bum, eh? Let's all boo him when he comes out to give out trophies. Yeah, or makes any appearance anywhere. <laughs> uh, I will never not hate Gary Bettman. Yeah, well, it's, it's been pretty established he's a hateable guy and he deserves your hate. I'm not saying don't hate him. I'm just saying sometimes some of the stuff... The owners did kind of falls on Batman, but that's why he gets paid all that money and gets to drive around or fly around. Yeah. So if Batman pulls this shit, like imagine the Olympic, imagine Olympic hockey without NHL players in it. Like what what team would Canada even field? Like who's yeah. going to play? I mean, would they just take juniors? No one's going to care. So the fans are going to lose. The players are going to lose. Uh, and Russia wins. Uh, Russia will definitely, <laughs> definitely because win. every player in the KHL, like Datsuk, would come in and they would just roll over any other team. Yeah, hopefully yeah. it doesn't come to that. Yeah, I for one, as much as I don't really care about the Olympics, from a objective point of view, I can understand how shitty. Olympic hockey would be without NHL players. I'm actually amazed that the Olympics came out and said it wasn't a professional because the people who participate in the Olympics are people who dedicate their entire lives to like excelling at a sport. Yeah, but there, I remember there was a one thing 
with figure skaters, as soon as you became a professional figure skater, like that's why Kurt Browning had to stop going to the Olympics is once they became professional, they could no longer compete in the Olympics, but now professionals can compete. So that's a moot point. That was pre 88 professionals weren't allowed in the Olympics. Yeah. What's even the point? Like, would you rather be an Olympic figure skater or where do professional figure skaters compete? If not the Olympics, Disney on ice. Is, is, yeah. Is there a league that they <laughs> no, get, like it's a not, competitive it's not that they compete. head it's to just, head? They get to have money for once. Yeah. Which is, would be nice, I guess. If you dedicated your life to figure skating, you'd want the final sweet, sweet payday of Disney on Ice. I guess. You kind of look at the, the parallels with like collegiate sports in, uh, yeah. in the States where they're basically exploiting these free athletes. And like, this is a billion dollar industry. People yeah, exactly. are making fuck tons of money. Yeah. And these the kids who are playing their asses off for entertainment cannot accept paychecks they can't get sponsorship deals they can't do anything yeah they can't even expect or accept gifts yeah who's that guy who got in a whole bunch of shit for taking a car for his mom there's there's been tons of of players who've been sanctioned but uh yeah somebody just lost their heisman didn't they they might have yeah i don't oh god yeah, the one thing I didn't research. Why college didn't we research football. this? Uh, <laughs> we should have known this was gonna come. Oh, up. I spent all that time on NHL and the Olympics. Always research college football. <laughs> uh, yeah. Speaking of sponsorship, here we go with the segue. Uh, new Pepsi ad oh launched. My God. Okay, so uh, this thing was the most awful. If you haven't seen it, it's on the internet. Look it up. It's it's laughably bad. Uh, I don't even like. I understand. Uh, the people getting offended over it, but mostly it was it was just it was so horribly executed. It was funny. Yeah. It um, was like to me, it was too dumb to be like offended by. To uh, personally, I don't think. It yeah, was just like so. For those of you who haven't seen the ad, it's uh, there's uh, a protest in the streets. Uh, it's, it's multiracial protest. It's it's I don't know if it's meant to evoke like Black Lives Matter yeah. or the Women's March or just like a generic protest. It's funny you read some of the protest signs in this ad and they're just like the most sanitized yeah. land. It's like I'm against uh, I don't know. Yeah, don't like or that. they say like more love and dumb stuff like that. And yeah. everybody's wearing blue. Like what kind of a protest they're like, oh we all color coordinated our protests so that we're all wearing blue. Blue Lives blue Matter <laughs> is an actual thing <laughs> that defends cops apparently. Yeah. But uh yeah, and this protest walks by uh Kendall Jenner, who was an odd choice, I think. Yeah, uh, she's probably just the cheapest Kardashian. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's an endorsement. Uh doing some photo shoot in like this platinum blonde wig yeah she uh, was mid-modeling and she goes she goes woke she uh transforms <laughs> into a brunette and joins the protest and then uh reaches the front of the protest and offers a can of pepsi to a police officer uh who smiles yeah and uh kendall is is saving the world one one can of pepsi at a time it's like someone took i'd like to buy the world a coke and showed it to a room of people with Asperger's and said, <laughs> update this for millennials. Yeah. Don't worry about pissing anyone off. Uh, and the most offensive thing to me was those horrible, horrible patchwork mom-waisted jeans Kendall Jenner was wearing. Yeah, can we just get rid of the, the high-waisted jeans? Like, when do we decide this was yeah. a flattering look? I mean, 
the world hates you enough, hipsters. Quit giving them reasons. No more mom jeans, no more fedoras. It's done. We all agree they're debt bad, and we don't like to look at them anymore. Yeah, it's it's the equivalent of, like, men rocking Kirklands everywhere they go. It's just being like, oh, this is a hip and cool thing now. I'm going to yeah. wear these Kirkland jeans. <laughs> Dad jeans are not a good look. Par- parent jeans. Just yeah. after you're a parent, you're... you're lower half just totally goes to hell yeah i i can attest to that all you get is sneakers and sweatpants yeah that's uh it's awful so yeah this ad uh and people reacted strongly enough that that pepsi pulled pulled the ad yeah uh within like a day of it launching (laughs) and i'm just imagining because it's not like Somebody, some yeah. creative director is just like, oh, I'm going to record this ad and just like put it out on the airwaves. Like this thing went through a multi-stage approval process yeah. and there must have been hundreds of people involved in the making of this ad that were like, this is fucking awesome. This yeah. is our moment. Pepsi is going <laughs> to... Could you imagine being the person, the main push? Someone's like, I don't know about this Pepsi ad. Maybe the protest theme is kind of kind of like not going to resonate with the youth and some guy being like yeah no they'll get it because people right now they're really aware of the issues they want to know that they're being listened to so we'll just make everybody walk down the street and look like it's an important thing and then they're like yeah but and they're like no do it and then on the adverse though probably the hardest job in the world right now is to sell advertising to the millennials because it's like they'll just like something and then they'll just hate another thing. Like this was pretty objectively terrible. But there are other advertising campaigns where it's just like, why is that there? And yeah, I think that they it, you have to be aware of your audience and what they give a shit about for starters. Like yeah. you have seen a lot of companies come out swinging on either side of like social justice issues. Yeah. Uh, either saying they're for it or against it and uh, a lot of them, you know, we talked about Chick-fil-A on a previous episode. Yeah. Uh and I don't even think Chick-fil-A the the corporation made a statement that they were against uh, same-sex marriage. It was just the founder, like, donating money to anti-same-sex marriage charities. But, uh, yeah, a lot of companies have come out. Uber was another one that got in hot water lately because Uber is just a garbage company, and (laughs) I fucking loathe them. Yeah, it basically started out as an app and then turned into a company, and they're like, oh, we didn't... We didn't structure for these growing pains, and we're actually just regular people trying to run a multinational corporation. Yeah, now. and they're they're <laughs> idiots, and they're uh, they have a lot of really toxic policies. But that's that's another topic for another day. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, companies can come out on on either side of an issue. I think and do it in a way that isn't uh, doesn't make you look. Ridiculous. fundamentally stupid <laughs> like we took we took this really uh subject that people are really really passionate about yeah. and you know glossed it over and slapped a pepsi logo on it and people are gonna buy our cola now yeah exactly another thing i'm disappointed about is remember was it like a year ago or two years ago where all these girls were destroying their lips sucking on the inside of cups to get Kendall Jenner lips. What? Is that a real thing? Yeah, it was a thing that was happening because apparently Kendall Jenner had these did I say Kendall? Ken yeah, that's isn't it? Is it? Kendall Jenner. Sounds weird. Anyway. So you (laughs) so the I don't I'm kind of like uh not doing my research here when I admit this, but this is the first time I've seen Kendall Jenner 
like her lips and i gotta say it the, those don't look like lips worth destroying your own by sucking on the inside of a cup to make yours bigger yeah also hers are probably uh synthetic i don't think they're you know not to slag you know if her lips are natural whatever that's that's fucking great yeah. but uh i would be surprised they could do probably DNA testing on, on the <laughs> tissue of anyone in the Kardashian-Jenner family's yeah. bodies and find that they are, uh, you know, like silicone cyborgs, like just yeah. made of like plastic. Huh, yeah, that would make sense. They're all like ghost in the shell, Scarlett Johansson. Oh, that's another good talk. Oh, let's let's jump into that's totally on purpose segue. <laughs> we did not accidentally stumble upon a thing. Uh Ghost in the Shell, new movie came out starring yeah. Scarlett Johansson based on a uh Japanese anime, I guess. Yes. Dale, this is more your wheelhouse than mine. You are Okay, uh... so basically it was an anime from the early two thousands. It's set in a dystopian future where there's um there's a cyborg slash robotic woman. I saw it a long time ago, so I can't remember. But she is fighting some people, whatever. And then, <laughs> but the, this, I thought this was your wheelhouse, Dale. This really is let my me wheelhouse. <laughs> it's just it's a long time ago, and it's. But the the controversy comes from this thing called whitewashing, where people get annoyed when, say, an anime like this will cast white characters like Scarlett Johansson to play the lead roles. And I might be a little naive when I say this, but when I watch anime, I just assume they're all like Eurasian, half-white Asian people. <laughs> Gonna Be take some heat. Sorry, one Japanese listener. Uh because of, um, like, when you see... There's no subtle way to say this, but when you see an anime character with their enlarged eyes... They don't look like the the people who live in the country of origin. Is that a nice enough way to? Basically, what I'm saying is, anime characters you're don't really, look Asian. You're really you're really tiptoeing around that. Yeah, no, in that's, anime, that's true. So, you look at like okay, my experience to anime is yeah. like the most awful shit. Uh, although I did really like uh, what was the one I read? Ninja Scroll. Ninja Scroll amazing yeah only real anime i've ever watched yeah my other exposure has been to like sailor moon uh they they did not look uh they well she was blonde she was supposed to be american i believe okay that's how that's apparently how you tell the races apart in anime is the color of their hair and how big their eyes are yeah but all of them have which big is eyes. also kind of racist on its own yeah so what i heard this is this is totally unproven historical fact, but what I heard was after World War II, after Japan got bombed uh, by the A-bombs, they kind of had to re-evaluate their whole ideals, and so they started drawing their cartoon characters with bigger eyes because the North Americans proved they were militarily superior, so that's why anime has big eyes, which... Albeit, now that I say it out loud, doesn't sound like a real actual fact, but it could be. Yeah, it also sounds awful. Yeah. <laughs> That's, imagine having to to change your, your how you were representing your culture. Yeah. Because you had two of 
the worst bombs in the yeah. history of the world dropped on you. Basically admitting that your own faith in your military power was disproven. But my point is this. Everybody's getting mad that they cast Scarlett Johansson to play the main character in The Ghost in the Shell. But she looks like the main character in Ghost in the Shell, so I don't really have a problem with this, and I don't really think that makes me racist. Yeah, okay, so they made this big budget. So Hollywood, these movies are a business like anything else. They're pouring a shit ton of money into making these movies. They want to see a shit ton of money coming back. Yeah. So Which they didn't from so, Ghost in the Shell. No, they uh, most assuredly did not. But to do that, you cast a a big budget, like kick ass uh, name brand yeah. uh, actress or actor. We saw the same thing. Uh, what was the one they just made? Uh, the Great Wall is that what it's called? Yeah, with Matt Damon, Mark yeah. Wahlberg, some white guy. Anyway, it was Matt Damon. Okay, in this, uh, you know, this Asian theme movie. Wait, was he supposed to be Asian? In I, that? I don't know, but you saw the same outcry yeah. over it, right? Because it's like, why would you cast a white person in this role versus yeah. a Asian person? Again, I've, I hate having to preface this every time. Dale and I are both the whitest dudes on earth. Like Dale is wearing little J. Crew shorts with anchors on them today. It doesn't get any whiter than that. They're more badass than they say. <laughs> they they <laughs> will will post a picture on the Twitter feed. They you look can decide. Very tough guy. You can decide shorts. for yourselves. But you want to attach these big name actors and actresses so you can see a return. Yeah, exactly. On your money coming through and like I I have never given a shit about Ghost in the Shell. Uh, prior to seeing this movie come out, and now I'm like, oh, this looks awesome. I want to see that movie. And maybe when I see that movie, I will go watch the source material, although I've never been a huge anime fan. Yeah. Um, I don't don't think... Again, it it goes back to the intent. I don't think they're intentionally being like, oh, we could cast an Asian person in this, but we prefer white people. Yeah, another thing, too, is it was a more Western-themed anime in that it had different pacing than regular anime. And, like, a different story structure than regular anime usually has. So that could also lead to the fact, like, lend itself to casting white people instead of Asians. And another thing, too, is if, like, this is going to sound bad, but Hollywood and North America, uh, the people who are the consumers and the people who live here are predominantly white... Just as in Bollywood, when you make a movie in Bollywood, you cast all Indians from Bollywood to play it. So I don't see why you would have to go against the main consumers just because your source material is maybe Asian characters, but... Yeah, and I, I see that, and I think that's where a lot of people get upset, is is that in a way they're, uh, they're indirectly saying... Uh, hey, we had to cast Scarlett Johansson in this role because people in North America wouldn't go to see a big-budget movie starring a no-name Asian actress instead. Yeah, like, who were they going to cast? Like, that girl from uh, Kill Bill? Is that the only Asian actor? That movie's, like, 10 years old. I know, but no, like, I'm thinking of a martial arts female... I don't watch that much Asian cinema, oddly enough. <laughs> so I'm not on first name basis with their lead females. There's, uh, there's uh, the girl from Lost they could have cast. 
but I don't know her name either. Yeah. I'm actually more offended by your commentary on this <laughs> than I am by I'm like <laughs> watching Dale try and like name Asian actresses. I don't know is any the best, Asian actresses. Is the best thing you will ever see. Uh I feel like I'm put on the spot. Yeah, that's that was definitely the uh, is it hot in the, here? the whole purpose of just this my thing. racism. We're gonna take some backlash <laughs> for this, uh, but yeah, I don't think I would definitely go see. And it's not like they took a no-name white actress over a no-name Asian actress. Yeah. they took Scarlett fucking Johansson, who's like arguably one of the biggest movie stars in the world right now, and put her in this role and. I'd be hard pressed coming up. I mean, we just watched Dale try and name any Asian actresses. <laughs> so imagine trying to find one with the name recognition of Scarlett Johansson yeah, and putting can. her in that role. Uh, yeah. So I, I can understand why they did it. I can also understand why people are upset. And I guess that renders this whole topic completely useless. We have changed no minds. Well, I could see why they would be upset, but they shouldn't be. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. And on that Scarlett Johansson movie, let's move to another Scarlett Johansson movie. I love, we should actually give Scarlett Johansson her own, like, just a podcast dedicated to talking about Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, and then we just watch that Under the Skin movie in the background. What's Under the Skin? Because she gets naked, or under her skin, or in her skin, or where she's like an alien, and she takes these dudes back to her house, and then they go into this, like liquid and it sucks all the nutrients out of her body so she can live and then at the end she takes her skin off and she's like a black alien underneath and then the skylights are on fire is this a real movie yeah you've never seen it no it sounds very uh i kind of just gave a huge spoiler because we're gonna have to go back and throw spoiler tags (laughs) do you not know she's an alien at the uh you kind of guess it's kind it's a couple years old what was that movie in the 90s same thing uh very attractive actress playing an alien that like Species. slept with yes with uh <laughs> natasha henstridge amazing movie this sounds like yes. it has a very species vibe yeah to it. it's less cheesy it's actually a really good movie it's more um cinematic and it's got like yeah it's really picturesque yeah so we can we can do that we will uh you should go watch it even though i just spoiled it yeah well no i probably won't now thanks for that dickhead it's still worth it you see her naked, but it's it's like a it's a not sexy naked. Like she's naked because she's dragging like this body to take the clothes off, and it's just like it'd be like if you're watching your girlfriend pick up stuff off the floor naked. And you're it's like, like that Seinfeld oh. episode where <laughs> like the coughing and oh yeah, there's this weird trend. Like people are doing like naked yoga and naked bike riding, and I'm like, there's stuff I would never ever like. There's like. Yeah, I would like to see people naked doing some things, but like yeah. yoga is awful. That is just yeah. g- the grossest scenario I can think of to like, have people naked. Maybe in. fake yoga where you're making sexy poses, but like <laughs> if you're doing if you're doing naked yoga and the guy in front of you goes to do downward facing dog, you're gonna see oh. right oh, down God. into his soul. <laughs> like there's there's no hiding anything. <laughs> That's awful. <laughs> Yeah, yoga in general is just, like, really gross. Like, yeah. a lot of people like to romanticize it, but it's uh, it's not, not an attractive thing. Oh, no. Like, imagine me, because I go to yoga, and I do the bendy stuff, and I try. I do the bendy and stuff. And I am very not sexy when I do it, and I <laughs> sweat a lot, 
And it's basically me holding in farts, sweating. Yeah. There's nothing sexy about that. Hot hot yoga is even worse because oh, it's yeah. like you're guaranteed to sweat and probably fart and do the, yeah. the body basically stuff. Basically, at hot yoga, they should have a waiver and it should just say, we're all fucking disgusting. <laughs> we're going to agree to not talk about this afterward. <laughs> because even though some of the girls will have sexy cleavage, Dale ruins it all by being <laughs> as sweaty and fucking hot as he I is. I can't even imagine you in hot yoga. It would just be like <laughs> pools. Oh, man. It's so bad because there's like these poses where you put your arm on your knee and then you're like, whoop. Because <laughs> you're so sweaty, you just slip right off, and you're like, ah, okay. And then they're like, they're like, okay, if it gets too much or you feel lightheaded, just go to child's pose. So basically, half of it, I'm laying on the mat, being like, holy shit, holy shit. Just stewing in your own film. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't understand this. Like, I get that we're trying to do like new risque things, yeah. but like, there are some some things that you should not be naked for. The uh, bottom line is, you should go to yoga because it helps. Your body's energy flow, but don't go naked because Ooh, that's are you stupid. my mom energy flow, dude. Go to yoga. I honestly think if you're gonna start, if you're trying to get more active, the first two things you should do is take yoga and drink more water. Uh, That'll yeah. help you more than anything else. Water. So this is the thing that pisses me off lately. They're like, oh, drink uh, uh, eight cups of water a day. Yeah. I drink like eight. I started this recently. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna get healthy, and I'm gonna start yeah. drinking water, and I'm gonna quit all these horrific things I put in my body, like uh, drinking and smoking and whatever, and start mm -hmm. exercising. If you drink eight cups of water a day, you will never stop peeing. Yeah, you, you well, don't. I think it's not eight cups of water on top of everything else you drink. I think you got to take into account the water that's included in the stuff that you're already drinking. Like if you have an energy drink. Wouldn't that count as like two or three cups of water? What's there? the percentage of water in that? I don't know. It's probably ninety nine point nine 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 nine, and then fucking feel good chemicals. <laughs> uh, yeah, excellent chemicals. Yes. Uh, yeah. So this drinking lots of water thing is bullshit. It really. I'll be sitting in meetings at work, and I'll be there for twenty minutes, and yeah. I'll be like, "Well, gotta get up and go pee." Sorry, <laughs> guys, just sauntering no, out of the room. Nobody talk about anything important while I'm gone. Yeah, uh, it's awful. Sorry, wow, that was a tangent. Oh, uh, we just, we totally ruined our Scarlett Johansson segue. So oh, yeah. anyways, <laughs> we are going from A Ghost in the Shell to a movie called Rough Night. And the reason this one is getting controversy, poor Scarlett Johansson. Center <laughs> just, of, just center a controversy, controversy magnet. How is she going to make herself feel better with all that money? Yeah, so sleeping on piles of cash. Basically, Rough Night is the broad synopsis is there's a bachelorette party i don't know if it takes place in vegas or not but they accidentally kill a male air quote sex worker i'm not clear if he's like an escort or a stripper or the prostitute are we allowed to say that word anymore? i think yeah i know I we're not allowed still, to say whores yeah no that's that's more derogatory prostitute yeah. i think is the more professional yeah professional term so a sex worker gets killed by these chicks well i shouldn't say chicks these group of women <laughs> and so the movie is them hilariously trying to deal with this problem and so this is this is a comedy straight up comedy movie yeah. like it's laughable that they murder this dude 
well, I don't know if it's laughable, but I guess it's probably like weekend of Bernie's laughable the way they're trying to deal with it. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure they don't put sunglasses on him and put him in a beach chair. I'm sure they do other stuff, but... So again, this really yeah. evokes a 90s movie. Was it yeah. 90s? Early 2000s? Early 2000s, I think. Uh, very bad thing. Yeah, which is like, to me, uh, one of the best black comedies ever made. Yeah. Because this whole... It, it's not even like you're laughing, but the whole movie, your anxiety is just building. Yeah, you're like, you're ah. like oh, I feel so dirty. <laughs> like, the, basically in Very Bad Things is it's a bachelor party... And they accidentally kill an actual prostitute while having sex with her. And then they just completely fall apart trying to cover this up. They're in Vegas, so they go try to bury her in the desert. And then they start killing each other because of the guilt. And Yeah, really, really excellent movie uh, yeah. starring who was in it? Christian Slater, Jeremy uh, Piven. Yeah. Uh, who else? That guy from... Uh... He was like the dad in a bunch of nineties. The crazy curly haired guy with the glasses. Oh, and Daniel really Stern. Sh- shrill voice. No, yeah, that sounds wrong. Isn't Daniel Stern the guy who owned a team? I think it is Daniel Stern, the guy who is from Home Alone. Yeah. Yeah, that's the guy. And the voiceover from Wonder Years. Was that? Was yeah. That him? Yeah. Fucking that's him. crazy. Isn't that nuts? Now I'm gonna have to go back and rewatch that entire show. Yeah, because you're like, he must have been like 15 when that show came out. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, really excellent movie. And the the whole, uh, I don't think anything in that movie was played up for oh, like. Cameron Diaz is in it too. Oh, okay. That was one of Cameron Diaz's first yeah. first roles, I believe. Yeah. Um, but nothing in that movie is played up as like a straight up like laughable joke. It's more Wouldn't like. Wouldn't it be funny if this is just like, I feel terrible now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you cannot come out of that movie uh, yeah. without black marks on your soul. Yeah. That Very Bad Things is probably the best title they could have given it. Yeah. So it, it sounds like kind of a remake of that. Uh, again, back when Very Bad Things came out, the internet was still in its infancy, so yeah. people weren't getting pissed off about things all over the place. And people weren't bored enough that they had to find things to be pissed off about. Yeah. Like, why we made this podcast in the first place, because we see these people posturing and virtual signaling and being like oh my god i have a chance to be pissed off and show everybody how good of a person i am because i'm pissed off and this is the prime example like you have a comedy obviously none of us are gonna go kill a sex worker and think it's funny it's just a funny crazy outlandish scenario to be caught in and have to deal with the consequences of your actions and find a way to I don't know, get out of it. So that's funny, and it leads your it leads to possible scenarios and situations that would be funny, and none of us agree that it's a good thing. Yeah, I, I'm going to be honest, I'd never heard of this movie um, until you pitched it as a topic for our podcast. Uh, I will say that sex workers are in a super dangerous line of work uh yeah. they, they do get like assaulted and murdered at like an exponentially higher rate oh yeah no doubt i'm not saying it's awful like one thing this might actually do in a roundabout way is actually bring uh awareness to sexual worker abuse because if people have never heard of this movie and then they're like holy shit there's this huge lashback for this movie for sexual workers and then people didn't know how dangerous that lifestyle was, although it's pretty self-evident. Yeah, I think it is. Uh, I don't know if it's going to boost a lot in the awareness category, but I also <laughs> don't know 
uh, if there's going to be a lot in this to, again, like very bad things, I don't think uh, anyone came out of that movie being like, oh, they were making fun of sex workers, or oh, yeah. you just come out of that movie feeling creepy and be like, I hope I never accidentally cause the death of another person, because <laughs> yeah, I'll end really. up murdering all my friends, <laughs> and they'll end up in fucking wheelchairs, oh, and yeah. it'll be awful for everyone. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm going to go watch the trailer after this. We'll discuss it on our uh, Scarlett Johansson podcast, which is <laughs> yeah. going to be a real thing that we launch. Uh, Immediately after this. Oh, and another thing, too, is... The only saving group, like this movie, I'd never really heard of it till I heard about the controversy. And uh, to be honest, I wasn't really interested in seeing it until I found out that the female from Broad City is in it. And she's pretty hilarious. Yeah, I think they wrote it, actually, or they had a a hand in writing it. Well, then it's probably good. And that's like uh, the the two women from Broad City, they they seem like their comedy is very uh, like socially attuned like they don't yeah. they don't uh punch down very often they're yeah. they're kind of keyed into if they would have written that pepsi ad it would have been fucking so much better than the garbage yeah. we ended up with um so i can't see them uh intentionally penning something and being like hey murder sex workers it's hilarious yeah like i think people are getting outraged at the idea of this movie and they they're not even sure how it's the subject is handled in the movie like what people getting outraged before they have all the facts? Oh, that doesn't say happen. it ain't so. That's, yeah. Uh, yeah. Moving on to our last topic. Uh, yeah, uh, there is uh, a new podcast, kind of calling attention to an old topic, I guess. Uh, yeah. Which is uh, the disappearance of Richard Simmons, which isn't really an outrageous subject, like. People aren't outraged about this. This is just more of a, uh, what? Richard Simmons disappeared? Like, I don't want to sound insensitive to the plight of Richard Simmons, but I didn't know he had disappeared. And I wanted to talk about it because it just seems like it's kind of getting, it's one of those things where it's just popped up in the social, or just uh, in the pop culture. That seems to be gathering steam. Yeah, so uh, Richard Simmons, uh, the the fitness weight loss guru, super yeah. peppy little guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone ought to know who Richard Simmons is. Yeah. But he basically just disappeared off the face of the earth in 2014. Uh, yeah. Went full recluse, uh, wouldn't, wouldn't leave his house, made no further public appearances. Uh, and lately a podcast has emerged, which uh, I'm going to be the first. I, I haven't listed the podcast, no, but it I, is getting. It's getting, it's garnering attention. And I believe it's set up by one of Richard Simmons' good friends who just wanted to address the fact they just disappeared. And it's him. I think the podcast is about him looking into maybe what happened, if something nefarious happened or where Richard Simmons actually is. Yeah, there's been a ton of rumors. Uh, There was actually a a police case opened on a couple occasions. One had claimed he was being kidnapped by his housekeeper or held against his will. Oh, wow. Uh, Yeah, police investigated, found that totally to be without merit. Uh, and then there's there's been another couple in the the wake of this where the police have like gone to his house to make sure Richard Simmons is okay. And Richard yeah. Simmons is like, yeah, I'm fine. Just like fuck off and leave me alone. Yeah. Which I get. Like you look at Richard Simmons' personality. The guy was always on for like over the top. 
Yeah. Uh, for, like, what, 30, 40 years? Like, yeah, and he was mercilessly bullied in his youth when he was overweight, and that's how he became the persona that he has. Yeah, like, I don't think Richard... Richard Simmons is not a person who gravitated towards fame or ever wanted to achieve the level of fame that he did. Yeah. Uh, and when he did, he felt like he had to keep this persona on all the time, and, and then, you know, he maybe decided, like, hey, I want to take some time to myself, turn this personality off, enjoy my life. Rather yeah, exactly, because than... he's pretty old now. Yeah. Like he's got to be, what, pushing 70? He's, yeah, I think, even older than that, possibly. Wow. So, I mean, as as born entertainers like Dale and I are, <laughs> I can yeah. tell you, this shit is exhausting, man. Sometimes it is nice to turn it off. Like, after, after we finish recording an episode of Outrage Factory, I go and I lock myself in my bedroom, yeah. have a good cry for a couple hours. Yeah, like when when Rihanna had to take time off her tour because she was exhausted, I uh, I really felt I understood where she was coming from because being as entertaining as I am all the time and as lovable and unhateable <laughs> and basically everything that you could find good in a human being, it does except, wear you except out. Except in its encyclopedic knowledge of Asian actresses. Yes. <laughs> but uh, one of the things I wanted to bring up this Richard Simmons thing for was I heard a story he told on a different podcast once, and it's one of the saddest things I've ever heard. So when Richard Simmons was in middle school, he was mercil mercilessly bullied because, well, you've seen his haircut, and he was a large kid. Did he have the same haircut as a kid? I Is think this? so, probably. And it was in a time where there was no pink shirt day, so he was just bullied all the time. And what would happen was he would get bullied, and then he'd get in an argument verbally, and then he would get detention where he had to pick up garbage. So he had the idea that, well, if they're all going to laugh at me, I'm going to wear this clown mask while I have to pick up garbage. So he's explaining how he was wearing this clown mask, and he was like, poking at garbage and then people started making fun of him and he just started ugly crying underneath this clown mask and to me that's just oh god heartbreaking to think of like a little fat kid wearing a clown mask picking up garbage and just crying unconsolably underneath that is awful yeah and so with that i could see why he'd want to not talk to anybody and kind of hang out in his pajamas and Maybe watch trash TV and eat ice cream. I mean, even Richard Simmons, the beloved public figure he is, yeah. he's still very much a joke. He's one yeah. of those like public figures where you're you're kind of half laughing with them, but also yeah. laughing at them. Who's another one? Uh, Betty White is is one that comes yeah. to mind. Like Betty White fucking owns, but. Yeah. Uh, she's she's kind of the butt of the joke a lot of the time. And she plays it up, too. Yeah, like. she does. And that's I think that's something that people in those situations have to do. Uh, you, you kind of become the joke, uh, embrace it, and then start projecting that outwards. Like, mm -hmm. laugh. Make them laugh with you before they can laugh. There's got to be a saying. Yeah, uh, I think it's make them laugh with you instead of at you. Yeah, but... Uh, and I, I kind of, you know, doing a little introspection here uh, and introspection because I'm analyzing you as well, Dale. But this is something that I'm we both okay we both embodied <laughs> yes, through yes, our we lives because yeah. we were uh, 
believe it or not, we were not super popular in high school. Uh, no. We were dorky as shit, and, uh, you know, people knew who we were, but they yeah. weren't... Uh, it was more of an infamous type of deal. Like, people knew who we were because... We were idiots. Yeah. Because we embraced that uh, yeah. that that Richard Simmons philosophy, <laughs> and I'm sure at some point, I'm just going to want to back the fuck off from the public yeah. spotlight and live in my multi-million dollar mansion and just take some chill time what's the point of making a giant pile of money if you can't just sleep on it for a couple days at a time yeah no one ever busts scrooge mcduck's balls about where he is guy spends a lot of time in that vault why does he keep swimming in that pool of money come on (laughs) uh yeah so at the end of the day uh, it's cool that this podcast kind of exists and they're drawing attention to it but again this is like just ramping up the public pressure for richard simmons to appear yeah and if i'm richard simmons at this point i say like take a fucking hint i've been out of the public spotlight for three years voluntarily nothing bad has happened to me leave me the fuck alone please uh he's not gonna do i just read an article while i was researching this that uh he's he's now his agent is saying that he might make a reappearance in the public spotlight shortly due to the attention he's been getting from this podcast which kind of seems uh totally counter to what richard simmons the human being not the entertainer actually wants and I think we're all going to be surprised by how old he's going to look. If we haven't seen him in three years and he's past 70 and he's been a recluse, I imagine he hasn't really kept up with the skin creams and the hair dye. So he might just come out looking like a 75-year-old Richard Simmons. Looking actually like Betty White. And then we're all just going to be reminded of our own mortality and curse that we cared so much and made him come out because now we all have a big reminder that we're gonna get old and die even if we're peppy and upbeat and want people to exercise unless he's doing that scarlett johansson alien thing in which case uh yeah maybe he's all right feeding off bodies and staying young so we took a pee break right before the richard simmons thing and uh me being the Entrepreneur, or that's not the right word. That is not the right word no, at all. No, it's not. The, well, I basically didn't want to come off like a racist buffoon yet again. So I researched the most famous Asian actress. This is, this is what get Dale did to appear not racist. He Googled who is the most famous Asian actress. Hey, I got an answer, <laughs> and now I have a name. So the perfect Asian actress to play in Ghost in the Shell would have been Karen Fukuhara which you might remember from playing Katana in Suicide Squad. Actually, would have been, yeah, that would have been a good choice, I think. Yeah. I don't know if as many people would have gone to see the movie. I don't know if people went to see the movie as it is. Yeah. But uh, if people didn't go to see it with Scarlett Johansson, they might not go see it with Karen Fukuhara. Yeah. Which is a pretty badass name. Which is a person we only know of because we Googled the most famous Asian actresses. Yeah, and I haven't seen Suicides. Well, I didn't go see Suicide Squad because Fukuhara was in it, so I probably wouldn't go see Ghost in the Shell because Fukuhara was in it. Touche, Dale. Touche. So, not racist, right, guys? (laughs) Yes. Definitely. All right, without resounding silence, uh, we're going to call it on this week's episode. Uh, Tweet us your outrage for the next episode at OutrageFactPod on Twitter. You can also email us at TheOutrageFactory at gmail.com. And you could reach us at our own Twitters if you don't want to remember the Outrage Fact Pod. So I am Super Dalebot, and Derek is 
Herder, H-U-R-R-R, D-U-R-R-R. Nailed it there, Anchor Dang. Shorts. Good job. <laughs> we'll be uh, sharing Dale's J. Crew Shorts online shortly. Please share your outrage over those, and we will include it in next week's episode. Or tell me how much you like them. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Yes, it will. Thanks for tuning in, guys. See you next Bye. week. Bye.